Welcome to Digital Shop Talk, the podcast. It is 2023. We are back after a brief hiatus on the podcast airwaves. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Josh Allen, Vice President of Marketing at Location 3, joined by my regular co-hosts when we have the time to do this, uh, Alex Porter, CEO, and Vera Shafiq, Head of uh, Vice President of Digital Strategy at Location 3. Um, Vera, Alex, it's good to be back. It's been a minute. How are you both? It's Doing great. great to be back. Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hard to believe we're in 2023. It feels like 2022 went by in the blink of an eye. Uh, I think we wanted really today to just kind of sit down and, and take a look um, at the year ahead. You know, there's a lot of changes in the market. There's a lot of changes with regarding technology and data privacy, some of the stuff that we've actually talked about here on the podcast in previous episodes. But beginning a new year, it's always a good opportunity to kind of reflect and certainly more than anything, I think, look forward at, at what lies ahead when it comes to marketing, digital media, ad technology. So that that's the hope here today. With that in mind, um, I wanna kind of cover some quick data from a forecasting perspective that was published uh, um, on January 4th from DigiDay, uh, just to kind of frame the conversation. And really, um, when we think about marketing and media spends, you know, certainly this study on DigiDay is not the only one. E-marketers forecasted, um, you know, similar things, Forrester as well. But there's a general feeling that with the current state of the economy, the debate over whether we're in a recession now, whether a recession is coming, what it means for marketers is you know, unsurprisingly, a, a laser focus on where those ad spend dollars are going, how they're being measured. Um, I'm curious to get, you know, each of your takes to start today's episode off on how you see that conversation shaping up with clients, with prospective clients, and just in the market in general. So Vera, I'll kind of turn it over to you. 2023 media spend, give us a sense of, of your perspective. Yeah, so I think um, many brands are going to be starting to be really vigilant about their budgets. Um, and it, you know, is kind of a, a tendency for a lot of brands to to cut off marketing, you know, when we do hit these times of recession or economic uncertainty. But we do know that, you know, it's been proven out that marketing should continue through these times. And in fact, during times of uncertainty, we can actually uh, make some headway against our competitors and stay in the market and really come out of the other end in a much better position. So I think marketing is definitely continuing strong. I think the, the change is gonna be that marketers, um, advertisers are gonna be looking more at measurement and performance driven mm -hmm. tactics. So, you know, getting a really strong bang for their buck, getting really strong ROI on their dollars um, and continuing to spend maybe lower funnel. But I think, I still think upper funnel tactics are super important even during these times of economic uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Great points. Alex, what are your thoughts? You know, we have a, a pretty unique perspective here um, with working with a, a lot of franchisees. Um, and we're already seeing a little bit of a kind of canary in the coal mine where some of the franchisees are, are cutting back budgets. Um, and, you know, they 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 operate with a small with a small budget and a small ROI that they're looking at. Um, and it's an easy thing to do. It's an easy thing to be, OK, I'm going to take this thousand dollars a month off my my monthly budget. 
Um, but what we've seen in past recessions, which continued research has shown, is that folks that don't cut during a down period actually rebound faster and stronger than folks that do cut. So it's it's, it's a, an opportunity for us for education. Um, there's a, an immense amount of data out there that supports um, not cutting marketing will be a big boon. Um, we saw that we talked about that a lot in, the, in our in our Google Summit last uh, last quarter. Um, but it's it's a tough road to hoe to to educate folks that maybe are having a hard time seeing six months down the road and are really looking for to their bank account a month month from now. But um, we're we're starting to see it. But I think it's incumbent upon us as as marketers and trusted advisors to to coach people into to not um eliminating for sure and and if they do reduce reduce in areas in, in a really smart way yeah yeah great points i think the other thing when reading some of the data and some of the studies that have come out there is there's some silver lining to kind of this idea of caution and that you know e-marketer specifically highlights that while um we're not going to see exponential growth necessarily in spend certainly at least for q1 uh there is a sense that the trend continues where a lot of media and marketing dollars are shifting from traditional mediums into digital. With that in mind, uh, you know, Vera, outside of tried and true tactics, because that's what's talked a lot about for Q1 specifically, while maybe the dust settles and the market levels out, um, when it comes to testing, because it's easy to roll back testing at a minimum. And I know we have a mindset to always be testing new channels, new tactics, and learning what's going to work and what isn't for your brand. Um, talk about connected TV in particular, because I know we've seen a lot of growth in CTV. Uh, as more dollars do shift into traditional or from traditional to digital, there seems to be um, continuing momentum around connected TV. What's your perspective there when it comes to just a part of the overall media budget and marketing mix? Yeah, I think connected TV is a huge opportunity right now. And um, I think the stat that I saw was 76% of advertisers actually plan to increase their investment in connected TV in 2023. Um, we're certainly seeing uh, some great traction with it. Um, and it's just, you know, not surprising because 80% 80, 80 of US households have at least one CTV device in their in their house. Um, so it's really something that if you're not testing at least and dipping your toes into, you're really missing out on on a huge um, reach of an audience that that could be un unique for you. So um, yes, yeah, certainly um, the use of connected TV, but I think also getting really more sophisticated with the way we target on that on that channel, um, mm -hmm. using more sophisticated tracking methods, things things like QR codes, pixel based, um, and really kind of experimenting not just with the third-party audiences that we've always used, but start looking at contextual audiences and contextual signals, because as we know, cookie list is just around the corner, and we really need to start testing um, these cookie list tactics and strategies. Um, and, you know, of course, first-party data. So placing that pixel on your site, gathering that data and using that to create lookalikes to scale your audiences, that's all something that we can do on a connected TV advertising program and seeing a lot of success with that with our clients. Awesome. I want to get back to the cookie list thing and first party data. That's something we talked a lot about. But Alex, I know you had a point uh, you wanted to chime in here because I, I want to talk about that more in detail in a minute. Yeah, I have a, I have a question for Vera. I, I you know, I 
we we see connected TV really work. It's measurable. It's more affordable. But we're still seeing hesitancy of 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 folks of advertisers, you know, still spending a lot in linear. Um, and and curious, Vera, what why do you think more money isn't moving over to connected TV right now, especially yeah. knowing what we know about being hesitant to spend and looking at budgets with a fine tooth comb? Yeah, that's a really great question. I think um, some brands are just kind of used to doing it the way that they have done it, maybe feel a little nervous about shifting budget. Um, I certainly think testing a small budget in CTV against your linear buy is a well worth um, the effort type of thing to do. Um, it's, a, it's a great question. Uh, you know, Linear TV still has a, a place, right? Um, it, mm -hmm. We can still reach certain audiences with linear TV, specifically, right. you know, older audiences, right? Um, so if you have a brand that's target audiences, you know, seniors, uh, that's a great audience to target with linear TV. But at the same time, I think layering on CTV can really get you incremental reach. So, yeah, not sure the answer to that question, Alex, but uh, <laughs> certainly interesting, interesting <laughs> phenomenon. Yeah, I wonder if it's a rock the boat, right? To your point, um, we're still kind of in this weird phase of, you know, COVID still lingers out there. It's it still impacts businesses, or at least maybe the thinking around um, what customers are comfortable with. And so, how many, how much do you rock the boat? And if you spend a lot of dollars in linear, maybe, maybe when we get to Q3, Q4 of this year, we'll we'll see a, a greater uptick at a greater rate. I don't know. Um, one other channel I want to talk about, um, because Alex, we did our kind of 2023 predictions, and you made an interesting comment in yours about TikTok, thinking that your prediction is that TikTok is going to be banned in the U.S. However, we see significant, you know, data that shows TikTok is a medium. Certainly, when it comes to reaching Gen Z, is top of mind for advertisers. So I'm curious, Alex, of your perspective on TikTok, if you want to elaborate on that prediction at all, you know, and Vera. I know this is something you wanted to touch on is is where kind of TikTok fits in that media mix as we go forward. You know, I I'm not the right one to to ask this. I don't know anything about TikTok. I don't know anything <laughs> about how you advertise on Technic TikTok, but all I see is how how much it works. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you if you believe uh the blogs and the articles about it, it works really really well, but I don't I don't get it, so I'm I'm certainly not. Uh, it's something I probably need to know more about. But um, there is certainly a lot of chatter in Congress about banning it and banning the platform. I I still stick behind my prediction that TikTok will not uh, be a be a channel by the end of this year. But we but maybe that's just the the grumpy old man saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a there's a study from Morning Consult that says 56% of Gen Zers. Note that social media is an integral part of their daily lives and two in five spend more time than it is recommended. The actual recommendation, by the way, from the Journal of Social and Clinical Psychology is 30 minutes a day or less of social media for better, better mental and physical health. Setting that aside, TikTok is all the rage with Gen Z. You know, Vera, should TikTok survive in the U.S. and, and be a medium, um, your perspective, at least for the next, you know, 12-ish months on on where that fits and, and how you know brand marketers should approach TikTok. Yeah, I think that um, as an advertiser, if your audience is on TikTok, then you should definitely be 
be on that platform. I think organically, number one, um, the organic presence is really important still with TikTok, um, just to kind of solidify your brand uh, as a genuine, authentic brand. And then layering ads on is something which which has been proven effective. Obviously, brands are having great success with advertising on TikTok. The TikTok advertising platform is not as mature as, um, say, a meta. Um, so we still we can only target by DMA um, and it's, you know, a little limited in terms of uh, getting granular with the audience targeting. But um, it's certainly something that you can get success on. But the creative is going to be key. you got to have that creative that resonates with that audience. So, you know, that short form content, which we talked about in our predictions video, mm -hmm. that is that is really the key to success on TikTok. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Alex. I, Josh, I putting our, Josh, putting our money where our mouth is. How's that location three's TikTok presence going? I, we're working on it behind the scenes. And honestly, we're consulting the folks who are, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily the demographic for TikTok. I will be, I told you my boys volunteered to, to manage it for us. Yep. Yeah. We've got, <laughs> we've got folks, uh, that are in the younger demographic that are, are helping inform how we approach it. Cause it's something candidly we've looked at for location three, I think. Um, approaching it in a way that's going to resonate for the audiences on TikTok, like anything is what's most important, even for us. So more to come. We'll let you know on this podcast or or elsewhere if if and when Location 3 um, steps into the world of TikTok uh, as, a, as, a, as an agency. Um, I wanted, Vera, you touched on this earlier. You know, I think one of the the themes around whether it's media spend or testing new media channels, you touched on this a little bit. Um, is measurement, right? Um, it, when we talk about kind of all the stuff over the past 12 months or so, and, and Google keeps kind of adjusting when cookies are going away from a timing perspective, Apple's iOS 14 um, certainly had a significant impact on Meta. Um, Meta has kind of become a, a different environment from a, a media buying perspective, and many businesses and, and are not seeing the same return that they were a few years ago, especially from an e-commerce perspective. From a, a measurement standpoint, um, it still seems to be a little bit of a wild, wild west as a result of all the changes that have occurred over the last year. What do you see changing in 2023 that either um, moves us in the right direction where marketers and, and brands, for that matter, can trust that their dollars are reaching their audiences um, and they're actually getting a, a real return um, in light of all the stuff we've talked about You know, when it comes to economic uncertainty? Yeah, this, this, a, this is a whole rabbit hole of things uh, that we can talk about, but I think... Yeah, you know, I feel like we could do a whole episode on this, but... We, but. we really could. Um, uh, the, the first thing is the, the click data is now kind of outdated. We need to start looking at full funnel data that includes impressions, views, engagement, all of that. Um, and really, it's down to kind of finding a ideal attribution solution to, to be able to understand what is driving the ROI. Um, I think there's going to be more of a focus in 2023 on ROI versus just, you know, cost per lead. So mm -hmm. brands are going to start really kind of looking into the the revenue that is finally being driven by these marketing programs. And in order to do, to do that, there's going to need to be some kind of closed loop reporting solution, which ties everything down to the, the sales that are happening in the CRM. So we, we're we currently um, working on a solution with some of our clients to do that by, um, you know, tying their, the CRM data into our ad platforms as well as uploading offline conversions. 
because um, we got to look at it omni-channel now. We can't just look at the, the digital activity that's happening, but we need to also track activity that's happening offline. So I think that's where the focus is going to be for 2023. So Vera, I'm going to ask a very similar question to the one about Connected TV. What's the holdup? I think that this is another area that is certainly not new, right? Attribution has been, I think 10 years ago, I decided I was going to become an influencer in attribution and was tweeting about it and LinkedIn, LinkedIn-ing about it and this, that, the other. And I don't, I, I feel like it's it's the same story. And when we talk to various brands, they don't either have an appetite for it or I, I, what's, a, what's kind of, what's, is there a tipping point that you see that might that might occur or or why isn't this a thing that is at the forefront of everyone's strategy for this year or is it yeah am i just am i just being a, a camrudgeon again <laughs> no no <laughs> i i honestly think that um, most brands and marketing leaders are clamoring for this information that it that is the key that they they really want to understand how marketing is driving revenue for their for their business um, but I think they are kind of at a, a roadblock where they're not sure they're not sure what the solution is, and they look mm -hmm. to us for you know ways to implement those kind of solutions. In terms of the closed loop reporting, uh, one of the things that you got to have to do that really well is is a solid uh, Martech stack, including a CRM and you know and everything set up kind of in a robust way. If you're not if you don't have a CRM, if your customer data is not housed properly or robustly, it's harder to track that closed loop. Um, so that's something that we're working on with clients to kind of, you know, take take a qual walk run approach to that. But um, in terms of attribution, yeah, attribution's been around forever and we've been talking about it as marketers for, for years. Um, I think we are starting to see solutions now come out of the woodwork, which are cookie-less. And I think that's a key, key part of it is because relying on the traditional multi-touch attribution, uh, you know, is is not going to work as well when, once we come into cookie-less. So we got to start looking at right. a unified approach, you know, this mm -hmm. hybrid approach of multi-touch attribution as well as marketing mix modeling, combining those two and then finding pockets of incrementality, finding which channels are actually working really well by themselves to drive additional new customers, but also how channels are working together to to create that one plus one equals three effect. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Great points. I think that uh, I touched on that in our predictions too around just technology stack consolidation. But I think it's probably more in line with with the points you made, Vera, around and, and in relation to everything we've talked about here today is just you know is how do we know these tactics are working? And a big piece of that is making sure that to your point, whether it's closed loop reporting or just you know, avoiding and getting away from looking at channels and silos at a base level. Um, I, I see that being a big point of focus for a lot of brands and a lot of advertisers to make sure that those dollars are going where they need to be and the ROI is where it needs to be as well. Um, we only have a minute or two left. Kind of high level, what's what's got your attention uh, for both of you, um, whether it's new tech um, you know, new media, what is what's kind of the next thing uh, on the horizon for this year. Um, I think that the the word on everyone's uh, tip of the tongue right now is just AI and what that means for marketers. Um, 
it'll be really interesting to see how the next few months progress in terms of the prevalence of AI and what that does for people and and what and what does it replace or what does it enhance i think um you know google has been pushing automation forever microsoft uh and this uh chat um thing i forget what it's called open ai chat gpt, chat GPT um, right that they're going to be billion is the early word <laughs> they're going to be they're going to be putting that into the, the microsoft ad platform but as it relates to day-to-day -day marketing, right? If you need to write ad copy or build a creative asset or um, do anything, it, it, does that become automated through AI? And, and what does that mean for people? I used to always say that unless you have title strategy in your in your job description, watch out for your job. But now even that is, is in question, I think, with some of this AI, right? Hey, hey uh, whoever, like, create a marketing plan for me that I'm doing this, this, and this, and this. Um, I don't think it's too far-fetched to, to think that, that that job can be maybe not replaced, but enhanced by by something like that in the future. So it, it's going to be it's gonna be pretty interesting as marketers. Robots. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, chat GPT is just like the talk of the town right now. Um, and even at this stage, you know, I asked ChatGPT to write some Google ad copy for me, and it did a pretty stellar job of, of writing the, the headlines, <laughs> descriptions, and, you know, CTAs. So just think what could happen in the next few years. I mean, it's mind boggling. <laughs> maybe yep. our next, yeah. uh, maybe our next shop talk should be uh, us talking to the, uh, you know, uh, Josh, uh, many shop talks ago, uh, we, we had a, a a battle between Google Home and Alexa, and we were asking oh, questions. Oh, I do remember that. Yep. Right. And that. Uh, to dig that and, out. Uh, Google Home crushed Alexa at the time, if I remember. Um, or no, it was Apple. I think it was Siri. Siri's like, what happened to Siri? They could have. They could have been everything. But anyway, maybe we should do that for a future one. <laughs> Ask yeah, them questions and see what happens. It is interesting. I literally last night I saw a, a quick note about. Um, some of the investment around OpenAI's ChatGPT, the valuation projection was almost 30 billion out of the gate. Uh, so it's the talk of the town for a lot of reasons. Um, we should dig into that some more. We'll we'll slate that for an, uh, an episode in the not too distant future. We're out of time today. Um, a lot we could talk about, a lot even in today's conversation that I think is worth unpacking in episodes. We're excited to get some guests on to talk about this stuff as well, whether it's you know, just state of the state for marketing as we go forward in Q1. Um, excuse me, advancements in technology like chat GPT and how it impacts our world. Uh, it's going to be an exciting year. Excited to talk to both of you again. Um, and to anyone listening out there, look for more episodes of Digital Shop Talk in 2023. That's our collective New Year's resolution. Um, hopefully uh -oh. with many, many great guests uh, to join us as well. So that's it for today. Alex, thank you, Vera. Next guest you. is going to be a machine. Yeah, <laughs> let me see what I can do. Uh, but looking forward to uh, doing this again here in the not too distant future. We'll talk to you soon. Thank, Look thanks, for us everybody. on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs>